stupid. Carl and Irvine turned around, faced the yellowing wall. Pitchfork slid the cold into his waist, held the sawed-off down at his side, shook his bone-shaved skull, told the boys, Two shitbirds didn't even check the parking lot for extra men. This time of night they could have rushed you like we did. Hell, we sitting over off in the shadows in the 68. Carl turned to Irvine and said, Told you we should have checked the damn lot. Pitchfork stepped away from the boys, watched Darnell coil the wire over and under Irvine's wrists, and Darnell asked Irvine, Who vouched for these two scrotums? From the other side of the room, Carl whimpered, Eugene Lilpop? Darnell laughed his carburetor laugh. That inbred shit has got one hand in his pants, the other up his mama's skirt. His word ain't worth a phlegm he lubes his palm with. From the floor, with hair matted to his face, Yule whimpered and spit from swelled lips turning purple, talked in his toughest tone. Sons of bitches best let us be. Know who our old man is? Pitchfork stood disgusted by the question. Sure I know backstabbing Abel Kirby. Should have been buried beneath an outhouse for ratting out Willie Dodson years back. Of course, you all run in a different county. Shit like that don't fly around here. Your kind is used for fertilizer. Yule coughed and protested. Our daddy's a good man. Didn't never rat Willie out. Darnell finished with Carl's wrists, put the wire and snips back in his pocket, grabbed the two rocks Carl had carried in, slung one over each shoulder smelled that honey-thick odor, told Yule, Son, I know for a fact it was your old man because Willie worked for me, crossed counties to meet with your daddy and some of his people way down in Orange Holler. When the shit went down, your daddy walked away clean as cotton. Pitchfork laid the sawed off on the floor, opened Yule and Dodo's ruck, reached in and dug through the bundles of bills, all Benjamins banded around identical size blank cutouts on the bottoms. Then he felt the weight of steel, pulled out two nickel-plated thirty-eight revolvers, looked at the boys and said, "'You two dick stains didn't even check to see if they's packing heat or the right amount of cash. Fucking greenies.' Darnell dug his hands into Carl's and Irvine's hair, told them, "'Could at least use a different motel room or another county.' Don't matter no way, you two got a lesson to learn. Then he guided them to the door by their greasy heads of hair, opened it. Pitchfork put the two thirty-eights back in the leather ruck, slung it over his shoulder, grabbed the sawed off, pulled Dodo to his feet, then Yule, who begged, Let us go. We won't say shit. Pitchfork stared through Yule and questioned. Keys? Confused, Yule said, Keys? Motherfucker, how'd you get that rape van out yonder, hotwire it? Yule stuttered, front pocket. Pitchfork patted Yule's front, pulled the van keys from the pocket, sneered and told Yule, And we know you ain't gonna say shit, cause where we gonna take you, won't nobody hear a word. Darnell loaded Yule, Dodo, and the ruck of dollar bills into Irvine and Carl's Impala. Pitchfork loaded the boys and the rucks of marijuana into the bed of his 68, 
left Yule and Dodo's van with the keys in the ignition. Payment beneath the driver's seat for Sheriff Elmo to scrap over at Medford Malone's salvage yard. Then they drove to the Hill Clan Cross Cemetery, a place where bad deals were made good and lessons were buried deep. The two vehicles were silent except for the crack and pop of night air cooling the engine blocks. Headlights from the Impala and 68 Chevy outlined the profiles of Dodo and Yule, their features now wet and swollen hues of yellow and purple turning darker with the night. Blood peeled like three-day-old biscuits. The shovels they'd used to dig the eight-by-eight grave left their hands unsteady at their sides as they stood looking down into their handiwork. Pitchfork stood behind Dodo and Yule, the forty-five pressed into one head, the sawed-off.